Sometimes when, when I'm sitting out here and pastor says something or, or one of the speakers say something, there's something that just hits that's just like a ring, just a, a ping, something pings. And when that happens, I want to encourage you in this. When that happens, write it down. Or, or if you've got notes there, man, just, just make a mark there because I promise you the Holy Spirit's saying some stuff. And so when a speaker is up here, when somebody's up here speaking, I'm, I'm going to say some words, but because you're, every one of you are individuals and you're walking through stuff that's different from, from the other person sitting beside you, Holy Spirit's going to be saying, hey, you remember this? And this is how this applies to your life. This is, this is the answer right here. So I just encourage you in that. Man, sometimes I'll just... Ah, oh, pastor will say something. I'm like, oh man, I, I'll get my phone notepad out and just write it in my phone notepad and just chew on it. So if that happens this morning, I just encourage you in that. Highlight that or write it down. Um, we, the people of God, are not led by the news. We are led by the Spirit and the Word of God. That's one of our main points. There's so many voices and the enemy wants us to listen to all of these voices scrolling through Facebook, watching those videos and liking certain ones and then Facebook throws more at you that are like that, right? Uh, sitting watching the news. Uh, so many other things. Media is driving our world right now. And man, we don't need to be driven and led by the media. We need to be driven and led by the Spirit of God and His Word. Amen? Uh, we choose to look to God for the truth and for instructions on how to live well. And in order to look, look at something or someone in this case, we have to look away from something else. Remember we talked about that? Sometimes we just got to turn the news off. Sometimes we got to just set our phone down, right? Um, Jesus did not teach us to live reactionary lives, reacting to, to the latest hot topic. Jesus, it wasn't that Jesus wasn't aware of it. He wasn't oblivious to what was going on in his world. But he was not led by it. He didn't allow that to drive his conversation. He, he had a plan. And man, he wanted to speak to the people that were sitting in front of him and say, here's the answer to your problem. And it wasn't found in, in the government of the time. It wasn't found in, in whatever, however they spread news at the time. It was found in the Word and the character and nature of God, the Spirit of God. So when confronted with issues, this is what Jesus did. And so I believe as His church, this is what we do. When, when Jesus did step up to confront an issue, and He did at times, when He would step up, He would always point back to, it is written. He would point to the Word of God. He would point to His Father this person of God, the character, the nature of His Father. That's what we need to be doing. No matter what your politics are, no matter what shade of skin your, your, uh, what shade your skin may be, or how much money you make, or what your opinion is about COVID, and all these other things that are just hot topic issues right now. The answer to all of it is found in a person. Jesus. Amen. We could all say amen to that. And this person, Jesus, he led from, number one, he led from love. That was one of our points last week. 
Jesus led from a place and a position and an attitude of love. Amen? Even the people that disagreed with him, even the people that were in sin, especially the people that were struggling with sin, he led from a place of love and personal care for those people. And I believe that's what he has for us as his church. Um, he didn't just lead from, from love. He was wise. I mean, he could say, amen, Jesus was wise. That's not enough of you. Jesus was wise. Amen. <laughs> the living, breathing, walking word of God. He is wise. Amen. Uh, and we must be wise in these times, leading from a place of love and wisdom, um, leading from a place of God. If I need you to lead me through these places of hard times, then I know that you're going to lead me to lead others. You, you're living in me, and you want to live through me to lead others from love and, and from a place of wisdom. Uh, Micah chapter 6, verse 8, uh, Pastor Matt uh, shared this the other day. What does the Lord require of you, O man, but to do what is right or to live justly, what one translation says, to love mercy and to walk humbly before your God. If we could just remember that every day. Remember those three things. Live justly. Do what's right. Love mercy. Boy, when I'm needing mercy... I promise you, I love mercy then. But then when other people are needing mercy, when other people have wronged me, have done things, can I get a witness? I need to love mercy at those times too. I need to love mercy and I need to, God, thank you that, man, I can't, I can't conjure up and, and come up with mercy enough to... to to give to somebody. I can't come up with forgiveness to give to somebody, but man, I know that I don't, I don't deserve your mercy and your kindness and your love and your forgiveness in my life, so I'll just take some of that. I'll take some of your mercy and your forgiveness, and then I'll just turn and give that away to the people who don't deserve it. Amen? Amen. That's good preaching. <laughs> we talked about this, and this is kind of where we're going to land today, uh, Pastor Jimmy has been talking about peace and he kind of landed in this place of the human heart uh, and that the human heart doesn't source peace, but the, the Spirit of God sources peace. So we need the Spirit of God to come into our human heart. Amen? Uh, and I'm going to just, just kind of move on into this place of the human heart because our primary problem... Uh, whether it be prejudice, where, whether it be medical issues, a virus, whether it be politics, uh, whatever the issue is, and there's a bunch of them floating around right now, whatever the issue is, is not really the issue. If we can drill down through every one of those issues, we're going to land on the human heart. It's a human heart problem. Amen. Uh, Jesus has something to say about the problems that we're facing today. And these are not new problems. Uh, I believe it was the, the wise man Solomon that wrote, there is nothing new under the sun. What man was struggling with a thousand years ago, man struggles with today. Uh, 
Trace it all the way back to the garden. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. And every bit of that is, is right here. It, it, it's from this root problem, the human, the broken human heart. That's where the problem is. Um, so how do we, the church, followers of Jesus, speak into this? Um, how do we lead through times like we're living in right now? How, how do we... Because, man, um, if I want to follow someone's lead, I want to follow someone that I can trust. I want to follow someone that's already been where I'm wanting to go. Amen? I want to I be able to follow them with uh, reassurance that, you know what, this is hard. This is a hard path I'm on right now. But, but this person that's, that's in front of me that I'm following, they've been down this path before. And they've done it well. And so I, I can trust this person. And this person is Jesus. And he's living in his church. We have the answer. We have the solution. Um, and so we want to point to the word and the character and nature of God. We want to be led by the spirit and word of God. Um, and if that's the way that Jesus led through hard times, pointing back to the spirit and the word of God and the na- nature and character of God, that's what we need to be doing. So let's go to the word. <laughs> uh, what, man, uh, what about the people being uh, uh, regarding each other after the skin, uh, color of their skin? What about people regarding each other uh, after their political affiliation, what about people regard? Hello, what about people regarding each other whether they wear a mask or not right now? And on and on and on. What what about all these issues? Well, this is what the Apostle Paul wrote in Second Corinthians chapter five. I'm not going to read all of this, but you can go and read this. Second Corinthians chapter five, verses fourteen through twenty. But he's talking about Jesus and he says, Now that we have come into this relationship with God through Jesus, and and more importantly, now that he has come into us and made his home in us, now that we live in this, uh, this new kingdom, the kingdom of light, how do we live? And he says, From now on, we don't regard each other after the flesh anymore. From now on, now that we're in Christ and we're in a different kingdom, because the kingdom of the world, the kingdom of darkness, they regard each other after things like skin tone and political affiliation and whether people wear masks or not and all these other things. We're not in that kingdom, right? We're in a different kingdom. We're in the kingdom of light. And in the kingdom of light, we don't regard each other after the flesh anymore. That's what Jesus says. So... When people come and ask me things about those issues, I'm going to go, you know what? I have a political leaning. I have an opinion. But it's just an opinion. It's not going to change your life. It's not going to help you. But let's go to the Word and let's see what God has to say about skin tone. Let's see what God has to say about uh, whether you're living in fear or whether you're just being cautious, or whatever it is. Let's see what God has to say about our health. 
Come on. Let's see what God has to say about it. Because he's got some things to say. If we'll just look to him, turn our face toward him. Remember, if I'm going to turn toward something or someone in this case, I have to turn away from something else. I have to turn toward the, the source of truth. Because the problem is not our differences. Listen. The problem, whatever, we've named some of those things. The problem is not our differences. The problem is how we're treating each other because of the differences. That's the problem. And that problem doesn't, doesn't start in our intellect. It doesn't start in how many videos we've watched. Come on, somebody. I'm talking to me. Our problem goes deeper than that. It, it lands in the broken, the broken human heart. Um, Pastor Jimmy was talking about this in uh, Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12, verse 34 says, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Man, God doesn't waste words. Amen? He said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. He's not talking about our blood pumping muscle. We've talked about this a lot. Uh, when, when you see the word heart used in Scripture, it's either spirit or soul. And, and you can dig down into the concordance and, and a lot of those places. You, most of the places in the Old Testament, it's talking about spirit. A lot of the places, most of the places, if not all, in the New Testament is talking about your soul. Uh, cool, cool thing that, that if I were out there, I would write this down if I didn't know it before. <laughs> Jesus, when he comes to live on the inside of us, there's a scripture, I think it's in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. A uh, pastor could help me with that probably, but he says... Uh, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. We get in the church, we're, we're about saving souls. Anybody ever heard that? We're about saving souls in the church. What we mean to say is we're about uh, helping people connect with Jesus and allow him to come in and live in, on the inside of their spirit. Because here's what happens when we get born again. When we get born again, one part of us gets born again. Our spirit. Jesus comes to live in our heart, right? Uh, I think it was Isaiah that said that, uh, he said, I will give them a new heart. I will take out their stony heart and put in a, a heart of flesh. He's not, talk, again, not talking about our blood pumping muscle. He's talking about this this inner being that we have that's made up of spirit and soul. Part of our heart is spirit. Part of our heart is soul. When Jesus comes into our lives, when we say yes to his invitation, because he's saying, let me come and make my home in you, John 15, and you make your home in me. Where Jesus comes to make his home is in our spirit. He who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. This is what the Lord has been speaking to me the last 
few weeks. He said, if you will, in, in that place of being born again, of, of saying yes to the invitation of God for him to come and make his home in me, I'll come and I will do all the work in your spirit. I'll do all the work. You don't worry about it. You just say yes to my invitation. I'll come and I'll make that thing brand new. You will be 100% spirit of God on the inside of your spirit, that part of your heart. And then you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you stewardship over your soul. I'm going to give you stewardship over your mind, over your thoughts, over your will, over your emotions. I'm going to give you grace for it. I'm still going to be the one doing the work, but you're going to have to trust me in your soul to allow me to lead you every day. I used to think this. Man, I hope this is helping somebody. I used to think this. I used to think that the more that I walk with God, the more that I, we commune, the more that, uh, of the Word of God that I, that I study and I learn, that it's kind of like a pie chart. Well, I've been walking with the Lord for these many years, so now this, this much of my heart is, is renewed. This much of my soul, man, is renewed. But I've, <laughs> I have come to know that that is not the truth. Because uh, if it was, man, I wouldn't be the mess that I am today sometimes. I wouldn't have some of this stupid that's going on up here at times. Amen? Any humans in here? <laughs> Here's what I've come to find out. It, it's, it's more like it's, it's kind of spring-loaded. <laughs> I can't hit the cruise in my soul. You know, there's no coasting. It, it's whatever... My mind, my soul, our, our minds are a creation of God, and He's brilliant. God is, can I get a witness that God is brilliant? He's brilliant. And the way that He's created our minds, our minds are like an engine that never shuts down. It's constant. It's just running, 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 running. Well, an engine requires fuel, right? And so this is what Pastor alluded to the other day. Whatever I feed my mind in that fuel gets in. It don't get in my spirit once I get born again. It's untouchable. It, Jesus takes care of that. He's stewarding that. It's perfect. But whatever I let into my eyes and my ears, this is what Pastor was talking about, uh, Proverbs chapter 4. My son, give attention to my words. Then he, then he explains what give attention means. He says, uh, do not let them depart from your eyes. Uh, Give, uh, how do you say it? Incline your ear to my sayings. Ears, do not let them depart from your eyes. And then keep them in the midst of your heart. For my words are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. God's word does something to us when we put it into us through our eyes and through our ears. Health, come on. I want it. Amen. I want to walk in it. Back to my point about this engine, though. This engine that requires fuel. Uh, we're sitting here in this room, and you're looking at me. Some of you are looking at your notes. Some of you are doing other things. Uh, <laughs> being human, right? Uh, but our minds are taken in. There's black chairs in front of us. There's gray carpet. There's... There's lights, there's a glare, there's uh, 
air conditioner running. There's all these things and our minds are taking all of that information in because our minds require information for fuel. Eyes and ears, eyes and ears, eyes and ears, eyes and ears, taking it in, taking it in, taking it in. Well, if we're stewards of our soul, then I get to choose what I look at. I get to choose what I listen to. Come on. And if the Word of God, uh, one translation, I believe it's New Living Translation, says it this way. um, Now guard your heart with all diligence because out of your heart determines the course of your life. Out of your heart, out of the way that I think, determines the course of my life. I'd say that's pretty important. Amen. What's encouraging for me is because I'm not this super intellectual person, if you hadn't noticed that. I'm a simple person. I like things basic so that I can can get it and, and, and chew on it. So what that does for me, it makes it real simple for me. I am a steward of what I choose to look at and what I choose to listen to. And then the results of what I choose to look at and listen to get into my heart and they affect the course of my life. And, and out of the abundance of my heart, whatever I've been putting in here more than anything else, the evidence of that, the proof of that is going to spill out of my mouth in words. And eventually in my behavior. And if that becomes a pattern, eventually that becomes a lifestyle which turns into a culture. Are we seeing any culture issues in our world today? Are we seeing any repetitive behavioral problems in our world today? Yeah, we are. But we got to drill down past behavior and, and quit in the church especially blasting people over behavior. Amen. Blasting people over words. But if we could be like Jesus from a place of love and personal care and look past that, those words and look past that behavior and go, you know what? There's brokenness there. And this person that's been hurting other people because of their words or because of their behavior is not just mean and evil. They're broken. So if I can get like Jesus did, if I can go and sit down beside these broken-hearted people, you're going to get blasted from religion. (laughs) You're going to get called names from people that don't understand what Jesus is really like. They think he's religious. (laughs) they think that he came to hang out with people that don't need help. But he said, I I didn't come for those that that don't need a physician. I came for the sick. I came here for the broken. Like we said last week, man, if there's a place in McCurtain County where broken-hearted people can come with all of their mess, guess what? They're going to bring their way of thinking in here. Can you imagine the early church? I'm getting off of my notes, babe. I'm sorry. But can you imagine the early church that's Jewish? (laughs) 
these converted Jews are like, yeah, we, we like that Jesus and we can see that he's the Messiah and all this, but we're still going to do this and we're still going to do that. All the festivals, all the, all the law. We're, now, we're still going to do all this stuff and we're still going to have our decorations up in the church. We're still going to have all of our ways and our festivities and, and our uh, things that are said in a certain place in the church that have their place in the building and you can't disturb those things because those things are sacred. Right? Because we got more religion in here than we're aware of. Hello. And Paul goes, you know, uh, Peter, you take care of the Jews. I'm going to go I'm going to go out here to these pagans <laughs> and I'm going to tell them that Jesus loves them as much as he loves the religious Jew people. I'm going to go out here and I'm going to sit down with these people and, and I'm going to get dirty with them. I'm not going to participate in their sin and their brokenness, but I'm going to sit down with them in it because I'm going to lead them out of it. And I'm going to bring these people that are dirty and nasty and have all kinds of pagan ways. And I'm going to bring them into the church where all of this stuff has its sacred place. And they're probably going to bump into it. They're probably going to mess up some stuff. There's going to be poop in the stall (laughs) when they leave here. And we're going to have to clean it up. Amen, Pastor? Because they're broken. And I can imagine, man, uh, Andy Stanley wrote a book called Deep and Wide, talking about the love of God, and he talks about this. And now that, can you imagine bringing these pagans into church? He's like, you know, uh, when they started talking about, yeah, you're going to have to go ahead and get circumcised, it's like all the men left. It was just women, and that's where it started. We've been trying to get the men back into church ever since. But man, I'm so glad to be a part of a church that we just took, I think it was $4,000 that was given through all the COVID stuff. Is that right, Pastor? And we picked out four local, locally owned restaurants and we gave them $1,000 a piece and said, hey, we're going to feed these essential workers and first responders and stuff like that. And we were able to, to go out and give that. I tell you that not to pat us on the back. You did that. You did that. The church did that. To say to these people that are out here loving these, touching these broken people because they're not quoting King James to them, they're loving them. They're caring for them. And we're saying, thank you for being essential. Thank you for serving in our community. Thank you for shining light in our community. You did that. That's what people of the citizens of the kingdom of light, they shine light. Amen. So thank you for doing that. But on and on and on and on and on. This week, this past week, a gentleman came in here, walks up, and obviously he's broken. He's broken. Just got out of jail. He's not here, so it's okay to talk about it. I'm not going to call his name. He came in and, and I was out. Pastor was here. Alexi was here. Lexi got to talk to him. Uh, Pastor got to talk to him. Anyway, I came in later and Pastor was telling me the story and he said, that man just left here born again. 
He didn't come in for that. See, he came in with another issue. He came in presenting this. In counseling, it's called the presentation issue. I've got this problem. Help me with this problem. And pastor went, "Uh, I'll help you with that problem, but let's talk. Sit down here. Let's talk. Let Let me give you some truth. Let me show you that I care about you. And that man's eternity was changed because he came in here thinking he had this issue. And he left here with everything changed. Amen. God, make us those people. God, make us who you are in McCurtain County. That this place with these people, not just this building, Thank God that you show up and and other people show up. But you leave here. This is, what, an hour, 15? You leave here. We leave here. And we go to Pruitt's and Walmart and our homes where our children are. We, We go out where broken people are. And we carry the light. We're just getting equipped in here. Right? We're just we're getting motivation and we're getting information and hopefully we're getting revelation by the Holy Spirit to go, you know what? There's you've been Holy Spirit, you've been you've been putting somebody on my heart to go talk to, to go sit down with. And I'm thankful, God, that you have all the answers. I don't have to intellectually have information that's gonna help them. I'm just gonna God, what do you want to say? Do you want me to even say anything? You want me to just be there and be present and be the church. Amen. Um, Man, we talked about so many things uh, concerning the human heart, the, the, the broken human heart, and how that if we want people to change their behavior, we've got to influence their way of thinking. That's what Pastor did the other day. This guy's behavior got him in jail. It wasn't helpful to him. What what he had been doing was bad. But pastor didn't go, yeah, let me help you fix. Here's here's a 20, go get something to eat. No, we're going to feed you, but we're going to feed you more than food. Amen? I want to influence the people where I live. Uh, You know, for, for a long time, we... Uh, we took some time as a ministry as a whole, Victory Life Church, and we just, man, we spent a lot of time praying, a lot of time talking, a lot of time meeting, and, and just kind trying to figure out, God, why are we here? Why does Victory Life Church exist? There's a ton of churches. Why are we here? And uh, we kind of, kind of, finally landed in this spot of we're building healthy churches, growing people in Christ. And we talked about that and talked about that and talked about that. But we're coming to the place to where we're zeroing down even further. Why do we exist? Why is Victory Life Church in Broken Bow in McCurtain County? Why are we here? Not why is the organization, why is the building and the structure and this four acres, but why are we as a church, why are we in this place? The devil didn't send us here. God has placed us here. 
Here's why we exist. We exist to see people's lives transformed by Jesus. That's why we exist. We exist to see people's lives transformed by Jesus. The real Jesus. The Jesus that sat down with broken people. The Jesus that the religious crowd went, uh, do you know, this guy's from Nazareth. I mean, this... I know this guy's brothers and sisters. You're saying he's he's the son of God? This ordinary human? That gives me hope. That gives me encouragement. Because this ordinary human, very ordinary, talk to Michelle. She'll tell you about a lot of my ordinary. And there's some brokenness there. But whew, I am more and more. Jesus, what do you want to say through me today? What do you want to say through me to my wife, to my children? Reading the scripture yesterday or day before yesterday concerning marriage. And I was preparing for a wedding. And so I was getting this for them. (laughs) That Holy Spirit, man. He don't just talk to them. (laughs) he started talking to me and I'm sitting there reading and I'm like, wait a minute. This is, now I'm trying to get something for them, God. And I went in and I'm trying to repent to Michelle for being a knothead, you know, and just thank you, thank you, babe, for loving me. Because I don't, I don't always act like this. I don't, in other words, I don't always act like Christ who loved the church and gave himself for the church lived a sacrificial life I'm going to do this for you and it's going to cost me but I'm doing this because I love you I want to be that church in McCurtain County I want to be that church right here. I'm going to read these scriptures and we're done. This is Galatians chapter 4 verse 19 and this is Paul. He's kind of, Galatians is kind of hard if you're religious. (laughs) Uh, Paul had had sowed seed and, and planted the church and then he moved on and then some religion got in. He came back and he's like, hey dude, uh uh, we ain't doing the religion anymore. We're doing Jesus. And this is what he said. Oh, my dear children, I feel as though I'm going through labor pains for you again. And they will continue until Christ is fully developed in your lives. Until Christ is fully developed in your lives. John chapter 17, verse 3, real familiar passage of scripture and he says eternal life means to know and experience you as the only true God and to know and experience Jesus Christ the son whom you have sent what do we do what are the things that we need to be doing to lead through times that are hard like we're leading through now We are to know Him. 
know God. Know Jesus. Spend time with Jesus. Trust Him and open up and go, there's some things in in the messed up part of the chamber of my heart. (laughs) Not my blood pumping muscle, but my inner being. Where sometimes I'm like, ah, God, don't shine in that part. That, that's that's still too ugly. I don't want anybody to know about that. And so I'm, I don't want you to see that like he doesn't know. But he wants me to go, God, I trust you with everything. I am all in. I trust you with it. I'm going to go ahead and pull open those places of brokenness to let your healing light shine in. And, and I trust you to put your hands on this stuff and, and mold it and shape it. I want you, Jesus, to be central in my life. No longer have I got this priority list where it's God and my wife and this and this, da, 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 da. But Jesus, I want you to be central in my life so that when I put you in the center, then I give you permission to touch every area of my life. Every area. I give you permission, Jesus, to speak into every area of my life from the center of my life. Amen? That's to know Him. I want to know Him. John said, this is eternal life. Not some place uh, in the universe after we die. And I'm not, I'm not like pastor. I believe in heaven. We're going there when we die, thank God. But getting out of this place of this is eternal life, knowing God, knowing Him, experiencing Him in a deeper and greater measure in my relationship with Him. This is eternal life. We're in eternal life right now. Thankfully, these things right here ain't going past the grave. I want a new one that don't have this spare tire on it. I ain't been a real good steward of this one. <laughs> Amen. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12. Make it your goal to live a quiet life, minding your own business. Pause. And working with your hands just as we instructed you before. That was supposed to be funny. Then people who are not believers will respect the way that you live and you will not need to depend on others. First Timothy chapter 2. Just, just a little blurb here. That we may lead a quiet and dignified life. This is good and pleasing to the Lord so that all will come to Jesus. What do we do? What do we do? What do we need to go out of here and do? Nothing. What we need to go out here and do is be. We know Him. We experience Him. And then we just be it. We just be the church. Amen. We be Jesus in this county. Amen.